Champions one who's victorious, one who fights a battle with a purpose and intent to win and does win. Um, a champion is a mighty man of valor. I want you to have a look at this, because you may not, you think of a mighty man of valor, you think, whoa, that's not me. You know, I'm a bit wimpy. Come on, have a look at this then. And, uh, you know, actually, I'm talking to the person next to you. You know, that's not you. You're not wimpy at all, are you? <laughs> but you know a wimpy person or two, is that right? See, it's quite good to be called a champion, but oh, we wouldn't perhaps call ourselves a champion, but we definitely don't want to call wimpy. That just definitely doesn't want us. We want to be called something. We want to call ourselves what God calls us. Why don't you read these couple of verses here? And it says uh, in one, cha uh, one champion, yeah, 1 John chapter 5 and verses 4 and 5. Here it is. And it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And who is he that overcomes the world? He that believeth Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So the Bible tells us what kind of person you are. Who is he that overcomes the world? Who is the one that has got the possibility, the potential inside them to overcome whatever life dishes up? Why, he that believes Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In the moment you receive Jesus Christ into your life, there is something changes inside you. Potentially, you are a champion, a person living for a cause, a person destined and called to face some battles, face some struggles, and to stand on behalf of someone else. That's who you are. You're a champion. When you got born again, the Bible says this about you. Who is he that overcomes the world? Who is he that's got the ability in them to conquer? That word overcome is the word we get the word Nike shoes. It means to struggle, strike out and win a victory. Who are the ones that have the potential in their life to overcome in life? Why? It's he that believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Do I have any people like that here tonight? Is there anyone here who believes Jesus is the Son of God? Do you, are you committed your life to Jesus Christ? Have you given your life to Him? When you did, He put His Spirit inside you. That made you different. Man, the world might look at you and think you pretty well look on the outside like everyone else does. But God looks on you and says, that's a champion. That's someone who's living for a cause. That's someone who's called by me and is marked out by me. They're never going to be the same again. I put my spirit in them. They belong to me. That's a champion. Of course, we think of a champion. We think, of course, great battles and all kinds of things. But for most of us, the place you'll be a champion is in the small choices and decisions that you make that decide whether you live for Christ or whether you live for and with and go with the crowd. Most of the times, no one sees our great battles. Your great battle could be as simple as a little choice whether to be honest or not. And there, in a moment of time, the world's going by without even noticing, and you're faced with a challenge. Will you be honest or will you not? Will you actually stand up for what's right or will you not? God calls his champion to stand up. And in a moment of time, and the world didn't see it, maybe no one saw it except God and that person you were dealing with. It'll come about in your business. It'll come about at school. It'll come about in the little areas of what's going on in your mind. It'll come about in the little areas of life. 
Every one of us is a champion. Everyone who believes Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God is called to be a core to a cause. You're called to stand for Him and His cause. Why, what is His cause? His cause is reaching out to save people from eternal loss in hell. His cause is to reach out and gather people up to live for Him. His cause is to reach out and put hope into people. His cause is to break the power of the devil over people's lives. His cause is to heal the sick. His cause is to deliver people from oppression. His cause is to bring life to people. You're called for that. You're definitely called for that. You're definitely called for that. You're called to be a champion. You're called not to live for yourself. If you live for yourself, you'll be wrapped up. You'll be part of the problem. But when something in you rises up and said, I know who I am. I am God's champion in the school. I'm God's champion down the street. I'm God's champion. I'm the one God is looking to, to speak and act on his behalf. That's you. That's who you are. You need to know who you are because as we're going to see in a moment, the world will try and tell you something else. And it depends what you believe on the inside, how you choose. If you believe you're one of God's champions, if you believe that you are destined to make a difference, you say, well, maybe I won't make a difference on the, maybe the world will never know about you. I tell you, God and all the devils in hell can know about you. And there's some people in life can know about you. You can make a difference. It's your choice. But you know something? You are born by nature. When you're born again, you are born a champion. Think about that. When you got born again, when you see Jesus Christ, you are born to take on challenges and to win. You are born for that. It's in your blood to do it. See, you don't think, oh, I'm, I'm sort of weak, I'm whipping. No, no, you're living out of the old life. That's not who God says you are. God says you're a champion. When you got born again, got linked to Jesus Christ, you got linked not just to Him, but to what He values and to what He loves. And you stand against what He hates. And you live for what he lives for, which is to see people who are lost come to know him. Oh, yes, you're a champion, all right. You've got a cause to live for. You've got something to live for. If you're just living to make your next buck, what are you living below what you're called to be? You're living a low life. You're called to a higher life than that. You're called to be a champion for Jesus Christ. Every day when you get up, look in the mirror. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. I'm one of God's champions. And we tend to think of, you know, mighty men being champions. And we think of, you know, people like Goliath was called a champion of the enemy. But God found a champion, a little shepherd boy that just hung out in the back. And he just worshipped God, loved God, and attached to the presence of God. And that young boy there became one of God's champions. And the Bible is full of people in Hebrews 11 who became God's champions. And a lot of them had some grievous mistakes and serious things they did wrong. God called them champions. Because in their day, in their generation, they lived out the call of God on their life. And it's no different today. You can choose to be shaped like the world wants you to be. Or you can choose to be who you are. And you are a champion. Who is, who is he that overcomes the world? Why, he that's born again of the Spirit of God. That's you. You're born of the Spirit of God. You believe in Jesus Christ. You've got something in you that makes you different. Why, you, you know, after you get born again, you go to a party. They say there's something different about you. They can tell there's something different. You don't even feel comfortable there sometimes. So once you get to a certain point in the night, you know, I've got to get out of here. I don't like the way this thing's all going. You're different. There's something inside you is different, and you know you're different. But when you try and compromise, when you try to go down that low path, you're never happy. You're miserable. You know you're in the wrong place. You're called to be a champion for God. You're called to make a mark somewhere, somewhere. You're called to make your mark. Somewhere you're called to be a champion, to stand up and be different. That's your call in life. It's what you're called to be. It's who you are. You're a champion. You are. You're not a wimp. No, you can choose to be a wimp, but you're not one by nature. By nature, you're a champion.
By nature, you're born again and joined to God. Therefore, you've got a new nature in you, and it's the nature of Jesus Christ, and he's a winner. He entered into this world with a mission and a cause. He wanted to champion the cause of the kingdom of God advancing. He's against the devil, against sin, and he's for people. And you're called for the same. Don't live a low life. Rise up and live out who you are. Who are you? You're a Christian. You need to stand up. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. You need to stand up and be proud of who you are. Not be ashamed of who you are. If you're ashamed, you have no power. When you start to, on the inside, agree with what God says about you, something stirs in you. Something inside you rises up. When you come into agreement with what God says about you, something in you comes alive. You've got to learn to do that. You've got to learn to agree with what God says about you, not what the crowd is saying about you. The crowd will say all kinds of things. But that won't count for eternity. What will count is what God says for you. You're an overcomer. Notice here, he said, what is it that overcomes the world? Why, even our faith. See, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. You've got to believe in what God says about you. You have to believe in what God says you can do. And once you start to become a believer, once you start, instead of watching what the world's doing and what everything around you's doing, once you start to get into this Word, the Word of God, and begin to connect intimately with Him, He's going to talk to you about things He wants to do in you. He's going to talk to you about things He wants to do through you. You're a champion of God. But champions of God have got to listen to God. They've got to get connected to His cause. His cause is reaching out and saving people. His cause is setting people free. His cause is advancing His kingdom. Now, the world's going to put pressure on you. The world's going to put pressure on you to shape you, to push you. It wants to make you just like itself. It'll do everything it can. The one thing the world hates is if you are different. Of course, if you're a teenager, you don't want to be different. You want to be part of the crowd. The problem is... You're already different when you're born again. You can't fit in quite right because there is something different. When the crowd says, let's go drinking, ugh. the pressure of the crowd all comes on you. And you start to feel ashamed. But you've got to remember, I'm a champion. This is my moment. Champions aren't wimps. They stand up and speak it out boldly. He's going to learn to speak out boldly. Isn't that right? Learn to stand up and jump up and speak out who you are. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Hey? You know, God has a bit of boldness and inside you, something inside you that God gives to you. And the more you learn to speak it, don't wait to get in the crowd to speak it out. You've got to stand in the mirror, look in the mirror. You're a champion. You're a champion. You're a champion. Hey? Now, the world is going to try and press you in a model. Why don't you have a look with me in Romans 12, verse 2? The Bible says, Don't be conformed to this world. In other words, don't let this, the world squeeze you so you become just like it. So what is shaping your life? Are your friends shaping your life? Probably they are. Is the music shaping your life? Probably it is too. So what are you listening to? Is uh, uh, the TV shaping your life? Probably is. Uh, what are the things you're reading? Are that shaping your life? What are you watching on the internet? The choices you're making. What is it that is shaping your life? Friend, I'll tell you what's shaping your life. Whatever you're taking into your thoughts and whatever you're making choices to yield to, that is shaping your life. And you and I got to make a decision. The Bible says very clearly, don't let the world squeeze you into its own mold. What does that mean? What it means is everything, when you walk through those doors, when you go out through there into the world, every part of it is under spiritual pressure to shape you so you are not different. It doesn't want you to be different. It wants you to conform. What does that mean? It means to think like it thinks. 
That's why when the crowd wants to go drinking and you don't want to go drinking, pressure comes because the world wants to press you to think like it thinks and do like it does. And it's a relentless pressure. It's a 24-hour-a-day pressure. And so something is needed on the inside of you. It's called the Spirit of God and the Word of God that has power to make you choose and act and think differently. Don't let the world squeeze you. It will squeeze you. How will it squeeze you? Your friends may laugh at you. People put pressure on you. There's no use waiting till you're in that pressure to make your decision. You've got to have made it long before then. You've got to have made it when you're out of the heat of the battle, when you're alone with God. David did not become a champion the day that he stood before Goliath. He was a champion in his personal life before God. Believing what God said about him, acting and winning lots of little victories. We tend to think of a champion, we think of the Olympics, someone out there winning some great thing. But friend, you become a champion the moment you say yes to Jesus Christ, then you've got to grow up. And all the changes, see what changes is not really who you are, you're already the champion. What changes is the level of victories you have. You want the public victories, win the private ones first. Win the private ones first. David's public victory was preceded by private ones when there was no one looking but just God. And he had a choice. Do I run or stay? He stayed and he fought and he won. See, lots of little victories is what prepare you for great ones. You can't just turn up and hope you're going to be somehow a champion. See, you are a champion, but you're an undeveloped champion. The Bible says that. Who is he that overcomes the world? He that's born of the Spirit of God. He that believes Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You are that. You are that. You're not a wimp. You're a champion. You're a champion. You're a winner. You're a winner. You're, you're wired for it. You're wired for it. That's why every time anyone speaks into it, something inside you rises up. Yes! It's who I am! i got to live it out! And the moment you start to think negatively and start to think about yourself negatively, something in you goes down and down and down and you just feel bad. You start to live a life out of harmony with what God's called you to be. You feel bad on the inside. Because you know that's not who I am. I'm called to champion a cause, the cause of Jesus Christ. So don't let the world change you. Don't let the world change you. Now remember this, the world can't change you. All the world can do is squeeze you so you act like it. Okay? Squeeze you. It can, what it can do is this, like Samson. See, Samson was a champion. Even when he was in bondage, he was still a champion. Except his eyes were out, so he couldn't see, lost his vision. His hands were in chains, and so he couldn't fight any battles. His legs were in chains, he couldn't find any battles. He was going round and round in circles. That's where some of you are at. No vision, locked up in bondage to some kind of sin. Going round in circles, not fulfilling what God called you to fulfill. But you're still God's champion. What's happened is, you need a miracle of God to take place. You need to remember who you are. You need to remember. The Bible says after a little while, his hair grew, and he remembered he said, God, remember me. God, remember me. You're the one who you called to be a champion to deliver people. Now look at the mess I got myself into. Lord, remember me once more and put your anointing back in me. And God heard a repentant heart and up he came. And in his last day, he won greater battle than he won all his life. But, oh, see, but he was always the champion of God. So the world can't change who you are. What it does is it changes the way you behave. And so you become like Samson, a champion living in defeat. He 
you're still a champion. So you've got to agree with what God says. Who is he that overcomes the world? He that believes Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You've got the potential. You're a champion already. You've got it inside you. It's in your DNA. And you know something? God has wired you to go out and take on challenges. You don't even understand. Some people don't even understand. You're wired to take on challenges. You are wired to take on challenges. Why? Because when Jesus came into the world, he didn't come here to be a nice guy. He came to take on the devil everywhere he found him. He came to advance a kingdom. He came to challenge what was and change it with another life. That's you. You're called to do the same thing. Of course, you may not be doing that, but that's not the point here. Say, you'll be doing whatever you yield to. And if you yield to the world, it'll strip you of your vision, strip you of your power, strip you of your ability, and have you grinding around and around in circles like every other turkey. You listen to those guys up there. You know, I was shocked when I heard some of the answers that these people in the street came up with. You don't want to be like that. You're not like that. You're better than that. You're a champion. You're called to go to people like that and put some hope in them and destiny in them and purpose in them. That's who you are. You're called to go out there. And when you watch that and see that, you think, my God, that person's lost. What are you living for? Drink. My God, what is that about? Guy's on his way to being an alcoholic and he's only not even out of his teens yet. You're called. You're called to do something about that. You're called to challenge them. Challenge them with a life that's different. Challenge them with an anointing on your life. What, who, what overcomes the world? Our faith. You've got to believe God. You could make a difference somewhere. And it starts in your own life. So don't let the world push you into its mold. Don't let the world. Well, who's, who's shaping what you're doing? Who is shaping the choices you make? See, every choice you make has got a consequence to it. And the choices you make are going to outwork in your life. Why don't you have a look with me in Daniel chapter 3? Daniel chapter, or Daniel chapter 1. It's going to be Daniel chapter 1. He's going to look at some guys who were not shaped by the world. They stood up, made a difference. There's several things about them. The choices champions make. They're a little different to what other people decide to do. Okay? Every choice is a consequence. You've got to decide you're living today out of the choices you made yesterday. You live tomorrow out of the choices you make today. Tomorrow you could wake up full of the Holy Ghost, ready to serve God. Tomorrow you could wake up in bondage to your sin. You'll choose tonight. Come on, think about it. Your choices, have a, have a, they have a consequence to you. Everyone does. Don't be a victim. You're not a victim. You're a champion. You've got the potential in you to make a difference. Now, we have a look in here in uh, Daniel chapter 1. Now, we'll just pick up a couple of verses. And I don't want to look at lots of verses. And a verse, uh, so we'll pick it up around about verses 6 and 7. Now, among the children of Israel or children of Judah was Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Of course, you'd know them. Uh, by different names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Is that right? You know those names? Because what you know is the names the world gave them. That's not the names God gave them. That's not what God said they were. See, this is what God said they were. God called them Daniel. Daniel means God is my judge, or God is the judge of all. Uh, Hananiah means literally the grace of God. Mishael means literally the one who is the strength of God, or the Lord is my strength. Azariah, the Lord is my help. And you see, what happened was they were taken out of Judah. They were taken out of the place they ought to have lived. They were taken to a place called Babylon, a center of evil, a center of everything that was bad. You use the word Babylon. Everyone knows Babylon's bad. Then it's got Babylon on it. It's got something evil about it. You just know that. 
They, it's a center of confusion of witchcraft, every kind. Of, they were born in there, and it says there that they gave them names. They changed their names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because that's the names we know. Now, those are all the names of false gods. These are the names of, uh, you know, they, what they call them, Belteshazzar. Bel was the keeper of the, of the treasures of Baal. Shadrach means inspiration of the sun. Meshach, belonging to the god Venus. See? Abednego, the servant of the burning fire. See, so what they tried to do was they tried to shape them into the Babylonian culture. They put the pressure on them by renaming them, calling them something they were not. You've got to know what God calls you and agree with what God calls you. He calls you a champion, a winner, an overcomer, a person who's got the potential to make a difference. That's what God calls you. Who are you? Well, you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Need to know who you are. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm not following the crowd. I'm not following the culture. I'm not following the fashion. I'm following Jesus Christ. He's the one I've committed my life to follow. Now, these men had made that kind of decision, made that kind of choice. It says, Daniel purposed in his heart he would not defile himself with the king's meat. So he had to make a choice in that culture. could have cost him his life. So champions make strong commitments make deep commitments. He committed himself. I will not defile myself. So you choose what defiles. You choose what you take in. You choose what you think about. You choose what you read. Choose what you meditate on. Choose what you do. You choose it. And he made a choice. I'm not going to defile myself. He made a quality commitment. I am going to live my life to represent God well and make him famous. You know why you're reading today about Daniel there? Why you're reading about his friends? Because they made God famous in their day. And we read about them in our day. Okay? How do they make God famous? They made a quality commitment. Champions make great commitments, quality commitments. So what are you living your life for? To please the crowd? Well, that's a very troublesome thing because the crowd is never happy. The crowd wants you to drink until you're drunk and look stupid crowd wants you to do things that you're ashamed of when you wake up. The crowd wants you to go places that you really don't really want to go. The crowd wants you to take on a lifestyle which doesn't fit. So you have to make a choice. Who is directing the choices you make? Champions make great choices. They make a choice, a sound and a strong commitment. My life is going to count for God. It's either count for the Lord or count for something else, eh? Here's the second thing we notice that they, they call now Daniel had brought God, verse 9, God had brought Daniel into favor with the, uh, with the tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. So champions learn how to cooperate without compromising. He, he made a decision when they tried to force him to eat this wrong food. He, he negotiated a way through it. In other words, he wasn't stupid. Some Christians are just stupid. They, they're actually religious. See, they say silly things. You don't want to say silly things when you're dealing with people. You want to be wise, not put people off. I don't do that. I'm a Christian. Come on, come on, smarten up a little bit. Smarten up how you talk with unsaved people. Smarten up how you talk with them. What you're doing is saying, well, I'm on the high ground. You're on the low ground. Ha, ha, ha. Come on. That's an arrogant attitude. See? You can argue this thing through. You can reason this thing through. You can talk with people. See? 
You can talk with people because what they're looking for is someone who really believes something, is committed to something because they don't have anything they're committed to. The world around us, young people around us are lost. They're without hope, without purpose, without a life that counts. And what they need is to see you genuine. Are you the real thing? You really got something that's different? They watch you. I remember one person watched me for two years before they come and talk to me. I said, dear God, two years. What were they watching for two years? They're watching. They're watching, they're watching the words I said. Watching how I treated my wife. Watching how I was treating my children. Watching how I treat people who failed. Watching, watching. Is this real? what you've got is it real what you've got and of course if you've got a genuine relationship with the Lord what you've got is real alright it's real enough to stand any kind of pressure you see and you've got to stand up you've got a lot to be ashamed see people go to the crowd and they go drinking what a big deal is that here they drink and then they have another one they have another one are they stupid they do silly things wake up next day with a splitting headache vomiting everywhere well there's a great time is it forget it and well, I'm having a great time tonight I always have a great time in the presence of God God touching me Countering the Spirit of God, touching the realm of heaven. Oh, what could be better than that? Oh. I won't wake up with a headache tomorrow. I'll wake up, praise God, it's another great day. You wake up, oh, oh. everything rebelling at what you chose to do last night. See? That's not fun, that's stupid. I watch young people waste their lives, they slam their lives into a tree. Four young people. 160 kilometers per hour inside the city, probably after having had a few drinks. That's not smart. That's stupid. That is stupid. You've got to learn to talk to people. Just talk to them. You don't have to talk with them. You don't have to be, oh, I'm a Christian. We don't drink. I have chosen not to go down to that level. I have chosen to keep my head clear. And you find people don't like it. They want you to have a drink. Usually, if you're a girl, they've got another agenda. That's why I want you to have two drinks. After two, there'll be a third one, then a fourth, then a fifth. Then you won't remember what happened. That's the world. That's the world. That's the culture you're in. Wake up to it. Make a strong commitment. Strong commitment. I'm going to live my life for the Lord. I'll be living different to the way the world lives. And I learned how to work within it without being religious or silly. And they did it. They made, a, they made a deal. They made a very, very simple deal. Here's the deal. Listen, we're going to eat our food, and we'll see who's better after 10 days, who looks the fittest, and who's the smartest. And said, well, that sounds a good thing to me. So they ate what they ate, and the other people ate what they ate. And the end of 10 days, God had blessed them, and they looked, smart. they looked shiny. They were smart, and God gave them wisdom because they chose to live for Him. God can give you smart. He can give you wisdom, give you ideas. You've got to look to God to do it. They were smarter than everyone because God, they got, got the Spirit of God around their life. Okay? Overcame. Overcame. Here's another thing champions do. See? See, another thing the champions did. Champions' choices. Have a look. See, champions make strong commitments. Champions' choices limit their options. Now, you've actually got limited options when you decide to choose to serve the Lord. When you decide to serve the Lord, when you get wholeheartedly committed to following Jesus Christ, there's a lot of things you'll never have to decide. There's a whole lot of decisions you've already made. When you made that one decision, I'm going to live wholeheartedly for the Lord. There are a whole heap of other stuff that you don't even have to even ask or pray about or think about. You know, I've had some people say, oh, I should have got with this one or that one. I said, man, you're asking all the wrong questions. Are you living your life passionately with a purpose to serve the Lord? Is this going to take you there or take you away? Which one is it? Come on. Just keep on course, see? So what happened here, let's just read it out in Daniel chapter 3, and uh, verse 7. And it says, uh, at the sound, when the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the guitar, the drums, the bass guitar, the keyboards, everyone had to fall down. 
So they got everyone together. The king put up this huge image, and when the music came up, everyone had to fall down. That's peer pressure. Now, the world's music, will you fall down to the world's music? Or will you stand up and be different? You always like to stand up and be different? Okay, well, get, I, want th- I need three people here right now. Okay, three people here right now. Just three people. Come on, there we go. One, two, three. Here, we've got them here. Just three. That's all we need, three. Okay, three. All righty then. Okay, next to two big boys. Well, you're a big girl. You're a champion, remember? Come on, over here. Just come and stand over here. Sit, sit in this front row here. Okay. Oh, God's champions. Okay then. So, champions, once they've made solid commitments, they've got less choices than others in some areas. So, if you've decided to serve God wholeheartedly, bowing down to an idol is not an option. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to pray about it. I don't have to pray about this one. So the king said, this is what we're all going to do. Everyone, everyone. They got everyone out. Okay, we're going to get everyone in a moment to stand up. Eh? Say, I got everyone to stand up, mate. You're going to stand out in just a moment. If you didn't want to stand out in the crowd, you're going to stand out in just a moment. So this is what happened. The king got everyone together, and he had this huge idol. And so he got the idol all set up, very, very high. He said, I want everyone to come. Everyone, everyone, everyone who's important all up the front. Okay, then. Here it is. Now, when the musicians strike up and make a loud sound, did you notice we had some new people on the stage side? You had Madeline here tonight in that band, doesn't Oh, we had Joe over here on the keyboard in that fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have everyone stand right now. Everyone stand. Okay, all standing. All standing. Very, very important occasion. All the important people are here. And now here's the deal. When the musicians make a very loud chord sound and a shout, everyone, I'm not going to get you bow down because some of you are really going to trouble over that one. So we'll just get you all to sit down, you say. Okay, everyone in the moment is going to sit down except our three champions. See, because our three champions are committed fully to serve the Lord. And there's one thing that they know is we never bow down to idols. It doesn't matter whatever, whatever music the world is running to, we don't run to that music. We run to a different music. It's the sound of heaven. It's the sound of the Word of God. And so here they are all out there, and everyone important is out there. Everyone's important. And so they have the big idol there, and they give the ready. And we're ready, and I want the music. Singers are all going to have to let out a big shout. Musicians need to make a huge noise on the court. And when you hear that, you all got to sit down. And if you don't sit down, we're going to throw you in the fire. We've got a big fire set up for you. So option A, you sit down when you hear the music. Option B, you go in the fire. Real simple. Okay then, so we all know what we want here, don't we, eh? Okay, musicians, are we ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. you're standing up we're champions I want you all to point at them now under pressure now say you sure you wouldn't like to reconsider this 
See, option A. See, option A. Do it the, you got the easy way and the hard way. This is a good movie we saw one time. You the easy way or the hard way. The easy way is when we strike the music, you see, you're going to sit down. Okay? But if you don't, you'll have to do it the hard way. You go into the fire. Okay, yeah. It's got, it is. It's going to be smoking. You're going to be smoking. We're heating that fire up real, real hot. Okay, so you've got one last chance. Okay, ready music? On the count of three. Okay. On the count of three, it's you either sit or you burn. Okay, are we ready? One, two, three. <laughs> angry when you don't play their tune when you don't respond to them and do what they want let me ask you this what did it feel like being the only one standing and everyone's putting the pressure on you what did it feel like Aye, like fire what did it feel was it good did you did you struggle with the feelings that you had then okay what do you feel when you when Okay, it was a little bit intimidating, but once he stood there a while, he felt good. I like that answer. That's a good one. What did it feel like? Um, felt a bit of a ch- felt challenging slightly, but it was felt really like. like. Okay, did, did a part of you inside feel you wanted to give in to all the pressure? A little bit. Yeah, just a little bit initially. And then once you kind of carried on and you, you made the stand, it got a little bit easier. Okay, what if they start to take over the people now, carry off to the fire? Hey, see? See, you still got a chance, eh? <laughs> now, this is how the world works. It puts the pressure on, puts the heat on, and you feel isolated. See, here at least you've got the three of them standing together. What power Did you feel it was easier knowing there's two others standing alongside you? <laughs> that was an honest answer. In other words, it was easier for her to make a stand because others stood up too. One person standing have a huge impact on giving courage to others to make a stand and be a champion interesting see what they felt see initially the the feeling of pressure is intimidating and that's what the world does it intimidates you with the thing if you don't do what we want you to do it'll go bad for you we'll reject you we might laugh at you and despise you because these guys face going to the fire and people got angry because they didn't do what he, what he wanted to do King got real angry. People get angry when you don't do what they want you to do. You know, it's amazing, isn't it, really? You see, and and, uh, Alex said this. He said, you know, if the other two had sat down, I probably would have started to feel my courage melting. And I would have started to feel the pressure on me to conform to the crowd. No one wants to stand out, but you already do. If you only knew it, you already do. So why not live out who you are? Why not live out who you are? Why not live out who you are? They made a really good response. And the king said, take it the easy way, the hard way. Easy way, you bow down. Hard way, you get burned. And he was angry. So he got a strong, they got to understand 
this is the most powerful man in the world in his day is angry at them how many people get really intimidated when someone's angry at you huh? now you're getting the feeling you see but they didn't just arrive there by chance they had made a strong commitment a long time ago and this event we're talking about didn't just take place in Daniel 3 just a few days after Daniel 1 this took place after years of a committed life being strong in their commitment strong to honor God and now they put on a chance openly and publicly to make a stand and when the time came to stand publicly they could do it because they'd done it privately you see what was hard for you was in front now this is, this is all Christians here you say you know and that would, you think man this is intimidating here and in the world it's quite intimidating isn't it it's quite a pressure but did you notice that once you made the stand you started to feel strength come. Isn't that interesting, isn't it? Did you find the strength starting to come? And did you notice when the others were, you saw the others there, and they're not quitting, there's no way I'm quitting. Is that true? You understand then, when you get a group of young people make a commitment to stand together in the school, what a powerful thing that is. But you see, at the end of the day, every one of us have to make some stands in our life. And the big stand publicly is made long after you've made lots of little private commitments. See? So, so, so champions make strong commitments. Champions' choices are limited by those commitments. There's a lot of things you don't even entertain. You're not even going to think about it. It's not even an option because this is who I am and this is how I live my life. I'm living for a cause and a purpose. Is that you? You, need, you are that kind of person. You've got to choose whether you're going to live it or not. And every day, one way or the other, you're going to feel the pressure that they felt come on them. People looking, people watching, people laughing, people uh, pushing, trying to make them conform. You'll face that pressure. That's called the pressure the world produces. It says, be not conformed to that pressure. Don't let that compression make you sit down. See? Resist it. Resist it. Resist it. And you got it in you to resist it because you are different. You are different. You are different. See? Okay, thanks, Christ. Give them a great, let's give our champions a great clap. Whoa! Hallelujah! Awesome, right? See? So champions commitment, determine their choices. See, when you're committed to follow the Lord, some things you're never going to ask about or think about or pray about, you've already made the decision. You're going to serve the Lord. The question is, is this going to honor God or not? Is it going to take me forward as a champion or undermine me? Is this going to help my life witness or is it not? Will my life carry impact or will it be compromised by this very action I'm about to do? So that'll be about your relationships, about the words, about what you do when it's in secret. See, it doesn't matter with anyone there. It doesn't matter who's around. Look what happened to these guys. Because the Bible tells us that they made a strong commitment when the king came and said, said take it the easy way or the hard way. Easy way you bow down, hard way you burn. Bow or burn. Options. He said, king, we don't have to think about this. We don't have to pray about this kind of thing. We need to work this over. Our whole life is committed to honoring God. We just cannot do this thing. It violates who we are. And our God can deliver us, and he may deliver us, but he may not either. Our God is able to do it. God can get me out of this fix, but even if he doesn't, I'm still not going to do it. Now, that's commitment, and that's a choice. And that's the choice of a champion.
And it's not made when you're in the public light. It's made long before you ever get out there. You make lots of little choices. Every little choice strengthens your inner man and confirms within you who you are. Every time you violate your conscience, your conscience shouts out, you're not living right. You're not living right. This is not who you are. You tell a lie, your conscience shouts out. You, you, you do something wrong, your conscience shouts out. It shouts, it shouts, it shouts like an umpire blowing the whistle on the game. Foul, foul, foul. And if you stop listening to your conscience after a while, you're so living out of harmony with who you are, you just cannot have any peace or rest. We are champions. We just got to grow up and begin to start to every day face the little fights, the little battles, the little challenges that are in front of us and live out who we are champions sent by God to represent him in the earth empowered by the Holy Ghost get the word of God in you begin to agree with God's word begin to meditate in God's word make daily choices Lord my mind and my thought life it's your choice what you let in the gateway of your mind it's a choice what you let get into the gate of your imagination it's a choice what you let go in your eye gate it's a choice what you're listening to it's a choice what your heart is going towards it's a choice what you're putting your hands to every time you choose to honor God with what you're doing, you grow and become a greater person on the inside. And one day, God will have you in front of a whole crowd of people and you won't bow. You'll stand up and say, my God can deliver me out of this. But whatever it is, I'm not going along with this. I'm making a stand. I can think of some people this week who made strong stands, strong stands because of who they are. And God blesses them. You saw, even as they testified here tonight, that when they, as they, once they'd made the stand, got over the initial fear, then they started to feel good about that situation. But imagine what happened if they'd just belt down, bent down and gone with the crowd. You'd wake up tomorrow so downcast in your heart, knowing you had gone against your very own being, who you are and what you're called to be. And that's a hard one to wake up. And then the devil will beat you up and say, you know, good, you'll never be anything. So, well, I thank you, Lord that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses my sin. I confess that bad choice. Now I stand up and receive your forgiveness and I stand up to be who I'm called to be. That's the one great thing about being a Christian. That if you fall, if you fail, if you make a bad choice, there's always a way back for you. And for some of you, you need to find your way back to God tonight and need to start to live out who you are. Champions. Champions. Born for a day such as this. Born for the 21st century. Born to carry the life and the anointing and the power of God. God. Born for these things. Who is making your choices? Is it your friends? Is it the media? Or are you making choices on the Word of God? So this is who I'm going to be. This is how I'm going to live my life. Why don't we close our eyes right now? Father, we just thank you tonight. You're challenging every one of us to live out who you've called us to be. We thank you, Lord, that we are champions sent by you to champion the cause of Jesus Christ. Not in some religious way but to bring the presence of the living God, the anointing and presence of the living God into the community by the way we live and conduct our lives, by the words we speak, by the attitudes we have. We thank you. We're called to be champions. Father, I just pray for your anointing to come on people tonight and begin to stir that conquering spirit, stir that spirit of faith within.